This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. This is Frida Liu. It's Raise Your Game. Now, the past year has been a roller coaster year for many of us, even this year. Unlike a typical theme park roller coaster ride, however, it has come without the adrenaline rush that usually follows a speedy uphill dash or heart in the mouth inducing downward plunge. Rather, what has been to set in as for many of us is a feeling that can best be described as anyway. Anyway, it's defined by the Cambridge English Dictionary as a state of being bored or mentally tired, caused by having nothing interesting or exciting to do. Used in a sentence, we could say that the whole world seems to be affected by the ending of a pandemic. This time last year, we were smack in the middle of an austere lockdown that lasted three months from March to June. Our discipline and fortitude were rewarded by decline in the infection rate, and we were lauded for being one of the countries that managed the contagion quite well. And last, it was a short-lived success because complacency, indiscipline, and inconsistent policies led to resurgence in the number of infected people nationwide. Since then, we've been subjected to a number of MCOs defined by prefixes and SOPs we cannot comprehend, and we don't seem to see a light at the end of the tunnel, hence the Anui. It's the last Monday of the month, and as usual, we have Sheila Singham with us. Today, we're going to talk about Anui and how to overcome it to stay motivated in the midst of a situation that's only constant is that we keep moving forwards and backwards with no resolution. Uh, good morning, Sheila. You know, before I go on, you know, I was reading a New York Times article. The other word is we're languishing, right? Uh, so many of us are still working or running businesses. Some have started new businesses during this pandemic. So how can we be in this state when we are doing things? Mm, okay. So I just want to quote the classicist Peter Tukey. He wrote a book called Boredom, A Lively History. And he says there are two types of boredom. One is simple boredom, which has a clear cause and disappears when the cause is removed. Like the feeling experienced when you sit through lengthy, pointless meetings. Uh, we know what that's all about, right, Frida? Which can happen these days. Uh, people who are in virtual meeting after meeting after meeting with no agenda or purpose, right? But once that ends, uh, okay, the boredom also ends. Existential boredom, by contrast, has no easily identifiable cause or ties to a temporal situation. So this type of boredom is often expressed as a general loss of meaning or purpose in life. And I think that's what many of us are feeling now. We can't go out and meet people. We can't socialize. We can't eat out at restaurants. We can't travel even across district lines. We can't meet loved ones for festive seasons, important occasions. We can't even plan three months ahead, whether it's for work or personal occasions. Can't plan a wedding, can't plan a birthday party, can't plan to launch a new product, you know. And of course, we cannot fulfill, seem to be fulfilling our purpose. I mean, we might have this long-term purpose, but we can't plan ahead and step forward and do new things so so yes right and then I was ho- hoping that there will be a light at the end of that sentence but it seems to be no light so uh, have you yourself been experiencing this Rila? okay so it's funny that you asked me this uh, I didn't in the first year of MCO you know right last year I didn't feel this anyway but I'm beginning to feel it now Okay, because this endless pandemic is starting to get to me. I like to think of myself as a like very positive person, cannot sit quietly for a while, but now it's like, I where are we going with all this? Right. 
Right, right. So, you know, for, for me as well, right, I don't know what is it about this year, right? It just seems like, ah, right? And, uh, and, 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 and here's the thing, right? Because, again, you know, um, I'm, um, my mom-in-law, uh, you know, has been sick, right? And, you know, um, nobody, her children overseas can't see her. And it, it's just like when, you, when you're faced with that situation and it's like, you know, it's it just so frustrating because you can't do anything as well. So, you know, what's the difference between a year ago and now? Though? Why do you feel it now and not last year? <laughs> okay, so last year it was a new thing. It was a novelty. Like I had my mom, my daughters, one of my, my daughters was pregnant. I had my son-in-law living with me. And, and we saw all, we all saw this virus as a huge bogeyman that would get us if we went outside the house. So we were happy to stay in. And then, you know, since necessity is the mother of invention, we couldn't go out. We created new ways to entertain ourselves. You know, we played board games, we tried out news recipes, everybody was cooking, posting on social media, Zoom parties and all that. It was like being in that those movies, you know, those, those apocalypse movies and like, okay. <laughs> and you and you finish and you finish all the K dramas there is to watch. Oh my god, tell me about that. I started K dramas during the pandemic. Some people don't understand how, but you know, start one then you know, right? <laughs> So, of course, I also signed up for new courses. I learned to navigate digital platforms, learn how to use Zoom, do online training, use social media, start a journey and all that. I also started art, doing art. So, you know, I sold a few paintings, started a new company partner. So I was doing many new things and, and it was exciting, even though, you know, we were restricted. And when I'm learning new things, I get excited and motivated. But so then the restrictions got eased and we went back to some form of normalcy. Work started trickling in. There was a routine of sorts. You know, you're able to go out and all that. Okay. Then, of course, there was a lot of drama happening in my family. I mean, I tell you, talk about K-drama. The drama is happening in my household. My older daughter had a baby right in the smack of MCO. My brother was diagnosed with cancer during that MCO. So I had to like yo-yo back and forth between his home and mine, you know, when those restrictions were eased as a caregiver for both. Then towards the end of the year, my mother had a health scare. And most recently, my younger daughter had a life-threatening lung infection. Uh, it wasn't COVID, by the way, just saying, you know. So all these drama happening. So when drama is happening, you don't have time for ennui to be bored and all that. You just deal with it. You cope, right? Right. So, so it looks like you had an eventful year during the pandemic. So where on earth did you find the time to be bored? Uh, that's the thing, right? You think that with so much going on, you wouldn't have time to feel that ennui. But actually, it started to set in at the beginning of this year. I think it was the time when many of us began to feel it as well, right? While we were becoming used to the yo-yo of SOPs and restrictions of movements and all that, we all began to feel this because of a lack of a forward movement. So the lack of the ability to move forward, the feeling of being stuck in the same place, that brings on a feeling of ennui in most people. So right till the end of the year, many of us soldiered on. We were excited at the new normal, new way of doing things and all that. Wondering how the world would be after a series of lockdowns, exhilarated at the impending vaccines that, you know, maybe we thought could return the world to the way it was. Of course, this is this is a silly thing also, La Frida. You, you thought that, okay, 31st December, okay, the old year is gone, you know, new year is going to come, it will help 
viral, the new era, new hope. Suddenly, the virus also will realize, okay, new year, la, you know, give this whole human race a bit of respite, right? And so, you know, you, you start to re-examine like all of us do. La, we set all our resolutions, goals and all that, right? But the reality is that the virus is still there. It was still causing havoc, still killing people. Hospitals are becoming overcrowded, frontliners exhausted, you know, new restricted movement orders were implemented, some of them so inconsistent that one day you, you, you were told you could do this, another day you're told that you cannot do that same thing. We just couldn't move forward. All right. So it was like you are poised to start a new journey, then like suddenly you're walking, walking, then you come against this metal wall, I mean this brick wall. You can see the possibilities on the other side, but the wall prevents you from moving on. So anyway, I think like like many people, I began to question, what is my purpose? What's the point? You know? Mm. And, and we'll, 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 it's like a stop, get ready, and then we can never get to go, right? So do tell me, Sheila, what are the characters of this boredom, this anyway? How do we recognize it? Okay, so in, in an article in The Guardian, cultural historian Marina Warner, she described it as a sense of foreboding and emptiness, a lack of expectation that appears to be caused by like a suspended state of cause. You begin to ask yourself, what's the point of everything I'm doing? What's the point of setting goals, strategies, tactics, having all these big strategy meetings at work and so on? What's the point of learning new things, of hoping for new things, taking all those courses, doing all those new things? What's the point of holding on to a sense of anticipation of things to come? These are the questions you start to ask yourself like, because nothing seems to be happening. We're not moving forwards. We, we are like rocking on our heels on the same spot, right? So it, it, it sort of translates into a feeling of you're less happy, less contented. Maybe when the, when the pandemic first started and we're all locked in together at home with families and all that, some people might beg to defer, but there was a sense of togetherness. Some people who couldn't stand each other in the same house, uh, they might not agree with me, but you know, you seem to be less happy. Time seems to be passing more slowly. You might find yourself more irritable, less inclined to engage or plan or not you know you don't have that momentum to move forward so for business owners and leaders that could be a great sense of frustration not being able to execute their plans or not even being able to plan in the first place so this sense of being static could also give rise to fear about the future what's the business coming to how's my job security what's the world coming to then of course now you're having all this issues going on in the Middle East and all that. So people are beginning to wonder on top of a pandemic, is there is World War Three going to be, you know, breaking out? So it really becomes harder to hold on to optimism and to see brightness in the future. And even your thoughts, right? Where before your thoughts might have been in vivid color, technicolor, now you might find the mental pictures are becoming a bit dimmer, less vivid, becoming from color to monotone shades. The different shades of grey. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Fifty shades of grey. <laughs> right. The characteristics of this boredom, this enemy, how do we overcome it? We'll discuss this right after this. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. Brand Friendly Marketeers, BFM 89.9.
morning. This is Frida Liu, and you're listening to Raise a Game. If you just join us, I'm here with Shilash Singham from Human Equation. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, addressing anyway brought on by the pandemic, and of course, this uh, you know characteristics of boredom. And so, how do we overcome this anyway, this boredom or lack of momentum, and get back into the groove of living? So I I'll approach this at two levels, you know, individual and community level. On an individual level, um, this is what I've said before and I keep saying it, it's very important to keep moving, keep doing whatever it is, right? Keep learning new things, whether it's work-related or for personal improvement. Uh, we are also in the midst of one of the most cataclysmic events in human history. So it's a time to re-examine our lives and what we stand for. We need to start finding meaning in everything we do. This is the time to ask yourself, What's your purpose? What are you here for? How can you make the world a better place? Where before you might have been sort of running like, you know, on a treadmill, like, like a, you know, um, like a wind in the rat race, right? Now you can take time to pause and ask, how can I reframe my job to give it meaning? How can I find joy in doing the mundane things for my company, my family, my community at this time? What can I do to help lift other people up? So it's not about looking outwards all the time and wanting to see forwards and the end. It's about living in the moment right now and enjoying the moment and finding ways in which you can enjoy the moment. So even if you, let's say, don't particularly like your job, but you need to stay there for now, then, you know, I would advocate um, listening to what Steve Jobs said. He said, your work's going to fill a large part of your life. And the only way to be truly satisfied is to do what you believe is great work. And the only way to do great work is to love what you do. So it's a mindset change. I mean, if you say, oh, I don't like my job. I don't like doing this. Why are we doing this in the middle of pandemic? It's not so much to question why, but it's to find meaning in every action. Okay. And also to ask yourself, what do I want to be? It's never too late to be what you might have been. So first thing is to change your mindset. Second thing, Frida, I started journaling during this pandemic. I, I think you did as well, right? And it's kind of made a difference because it helps you. Journaling helps you to document all your achievements, no matter how small, during the pandemic. Okay. When you look at the whole list of things you have learned, discovered, done, you begin to realize this whole episode had purpose and meaning. And you realize that you actually weren't in a suspended state of pause. You were actually growing in many ways. All right. And the ne next thing is, of course, to build your network of relationships. Now, I have people who say, oh, I don't like social media. You know, it, you don't have to go onto social media and bear everything and, you know, spew out everything happening in your life. But you can use it to, to sort of like, you know, talk start conversations and so on. Now, I increase my friend list on Facebook and social media and, and all that by leaps and bounds. And so, you know, it was amazing. Every time I went through a difficult time period, whether it was this illness of a family member, like for example, earlier this month, you know, I, I, told, I told you earlier, my daughter was in ICU and I posted it on Facebook and I really received overwhelming support from people I hadn't physically met. And I felt such a strong sense of community and so much care. It made us realize that there's power in social media in reaching out, sending love to each others, never mind getting it back. So it gives you a chance to have conversations, talk what you're going through, discover you're not alone. 
So, and uh, writing it all down, sharing with people, you begin to find that sometimes you are inspiring people by what you're going through, right? And then when you go back and reread all of that, you go and it becomes like a documentation of all that you've been through. And then you realize that it's not in vain. Right. And, you know, actually, I guess you live more purposefully even, right, you know, in, in that point, right? Because uh, I, one of the things that I do, actually, is I, I start thinking about what my year, what my, my next year is going to be like, right? Uh, actually, last year, I planned for holidays this year. It's not happening, you know, but I'm still planning for next year. Hopefully, hopefully it'll happen. But I also look at my life five years from now, right? Uh, what needs to change, whether it's my fitness, whether it's my finance, you know, the, the, the real life. And I look at, you know, five years from what can I do now to reach those goals five years from now? So it gives me that, you know, that vision of five years. It gives me a bit of a purpose. Okay, so these are some of the things I need to do to get to where I am five years from now. And some things can't happen. Some things won't happen. But at least, you know, that's my way of overcoming my inertia, right? And, and it's interesting that you mentioned addressing boredom and demotivation caused by the pandemic at a community level. So can you also explain what you mean by that? Okay, so I think um, we, we've, we've talked about physically what we need to do to address this pandemic, you know, and all the safety measures and all that. But at a community level, we also need to discuss how we can collectively address the ennui that actually in the long term can lead to, is in fact leading to right now, mental health and relationship issues. Divorce rates have gone up, domestic abuse rates have gone up, mental health issues have gone up. Perhaps we could, as a community could pull together our experiences and document them to become a repository of stories that can be shared by others. You know, so, you know, Marina Warner, I mentioned her earlier, right, cultural historian, she says that it's a powerful paradox that a good way to alleviate boredom is to contemplate its features through the eyes of others. Right. So she herself is working on a nationwide project that would as, can assemble a contemporary portrait of the dreads, hopes, dreams, fears and so on that have emerged during the pandemic. So she's called she sees it as a collective project that could begin online and move later into spaces where you can use it as collection points. Sort of a document like you know when they had the Second World War, um, you know, they collected all these stories and later they put it together, they had all the sharing. So we could also look at different artistic forms of depicting depicting pandemic experiences, which in the end could lead to, you know, creative new forms of expression of creativity is often born out of boredom. Like if we all want to think about it, this is where the arts community, performing arts community, you know, creative arts community can actually come and help us, give us this idea. So instead of just focusing on the logistical level and physical level of what the pandemic is doing, let's also look at the emotional and mental um, impact of this pandemic and come together as a community wherever you are, your your little residential area, even your condominium, you can start creating online platforms to be sharing these stories so that there are other people who know that they have recourse to a support system when they need it. Mm. All right. Okay. What about at the workplace? How do we increase motivation at the workplace? <laughs> okay, um, I always say that motivation comes from within. You need to motivate yourself. Having said that, there are some people who are externally driven. 
they need motivation from outside. So this is where we, in leadership, we have to relook how we lead and manage people. We cannot be focusing so much on like last last time KPIs, targets anymore, to the detriment of people's mental health and motivation. So you know, in this pandemic situation, the mantle of leadership falls heavier than ever before. We must begin to look at people as individuals, not just as human resource or assets, right? We must understand that every individual out there is going through different sets of challenges in terms of communication, their thought processes, the emotional, motivational patterns, you know, the, the, the family relationships and so on. So we need to spend more time learning about them and their needs and adapting our management style to bring out the best in them. Here, for example, I've been getting an increasing number of requests from clients to do uh, trainings on meaningful conversations, virtual communication, employee engagement, and all that. Because today, many are working in isolation without the benefit of workplace camaraderie and physical interactions. You cannot step out in the corridor and you know have a cigarette break. You cannot go for coffee breaks, lunch together, and all that. So for those who thrive on the hustle and bustle of an office environment, this can actually bring a sense of anguish, of grieving, like a sense of loss, right? So organizations really need to rethink their employee engagement strategies, their communication tactics, their rewards and recognition schemes and the way they conduct businesses, right? And then again, they got to go back and this is the time companies need to go back and reevaluate their purpose and their business strategy. And the question you might ask is not what are we doing? You need to ask why are we doing what we're doing? You know, like Simon Sinek says, starts with why. Why are we here? What is the purpose of our existence? Stop resting on the laurels of the past. Create a new purpose for the future. Stop looking at success in terms of fiscal terms. Look instead at how you can be a significant organization in this new era. And through your significance, attract that consumer base that has what, uh, that, that wants and needs what you can provide. So it's going back again, always I say to what the people want right now, and then see how you can tap into that to create significance in, in, you know, in that community, in that milieu in which you, you, um, exist. Right. Okay. Uh, wise words indeed. As we go through another, you know, MCO, um, you know, how do how do we keep going? Right. So, uh, thanks again for being with us. I've been listening to Sheila Singer from Human Equation. You've been listening to Enterprise BFM eighty nine point nine. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM eighty nine point nine. The Business Station.